What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Listen, before we get the party started, I just want to let you know that on November 16th, Sean and I and Jiu-Jitsu Radio will be live streaming and providing live commentary for the World Series of Jiu-Jitsu Tournament here at Combat Club in Lake Worth, Florida. Did you know that? I did know that. Good, because you better be there. And if you guys can't be there, you can go ahead and watch the entire tournament on our YouTube channel. Just head over to YouTube, look up Jiu-Jitsu Radio. It should be YouTube, youtube.com slash Jiu-Jitsu Radio. You'll find us. Hit subscribe button. Hit the little bell. Get your ding-dong on. And uh, you'll get the notification right when we go live. But we'll definitely start up a little bit early, so don't miss out. If you can't be at the tournament... You can watch some of your favorite South Florida competitors, and I think there might be a couple extra people from uh, from around the way that might be coming in to compete. I don't know, but they're going to be winning some money, so make sure you follow us on YouTube. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you support the podcast by uh, buying a couple of shirts there? Do you know you could buy some shirts, Sean? I know. You better give me some. No, you're not, you're not even going to wear it. I know you're not going to wear it. No, no. I'll get you a tank top. I'll get you a tank top with my no, face on it. Top. But go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio, and you'll get the link directly to the online store until we get the website up and running. That's going to be the best way for you to find out all the cool different shirts that we have available, including the Shut the Fuck Up and Roll shirt, the uh, ranked belt shirts with the roll, and uh, a few of the other ones, especially, uh, you know what my favorite one is? The one that got ripped off. Roll. The Endless Roll shirt that is available all on that same website. And listen, it doesn't have to be a shirt. If you want it on a towel, if you want it on a coffee mug, shower curtain. Shower curtain. And funny enough, most people, for some reason, enjoy my photos in shower curtains. I guess they like to think about me when they're in the shower. So, you know, hey, more power to me, more power to you. Go get yours. And just so you guys know, this podcast is brought to you by Choke Aloha. Visit chokealoha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio at checkout and you will get 20% off. If you've been following me on my Instagram at Sonder Marketing, you've been seeing me rocking my um, Choke Aloha rash guard or your shirt every time I'm around town and hanging out with the pros. And you can get the same one at chocaloha.com for a discount. I didn't even get the discount. I pay full price because I support my people over at chocaloha.com. And you can too, but at the discount. I need to get new I'm stickers th- I'm too. I'm taking a discount. I don't care. I mean, listen, that's cool. I like to pay full price. You know why? Because I support the homies. Do you support the homies? Yeah, with 90% with a discount. What, I, what I pay. No, no. With 90%? Yeah. So you're not even using the promo code, you dummy. You could get 20% off. See how you're fucking up at life? You're fucking up at life. I don't know what to tell you. Don't be Sean. Go ahead and use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio at chokaloha.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Go to jujitsusoapco.com. Use the promo code JJ Radio and you will get 10% off on some of the best soaps bath bombs hats patches you name it in the game 10 percent off when you use the promo code jujitsu radio or jj radio rather and uh tell them we sent you and they'll hook it up i promise you that once you use jujitsu soap you are not going to want to go back to any regular bar soap remember how everybody wanted to be zestfully clean back in the day Zestfully. No, I've, I've never been a zest. I, yeah, I'm more of an. I was an Irish Spring guy. I still am. 
until I got jujitsu soap. But why do you tell people you're Irish Spring? You don't even take showers. I take multiple showers. I honestly feel that, like, if you could, you would probably take jail-type showers. Like, when they first check you in and they hit you with the fucking fire hose to de-louse you. Like, I feel like... they use the brush, maybe. Yeah. I feel like that's the way that you would shower every day, if you could. Well, who wouldn't want to be brushed? Me? I feel that's awkward. I don't want to be hit with a fire hose and a brush what and deloused. What if it's like I would still not want her doing a brush. Coming to America. Well, that's different. But in the meantime, you guys can get your own soap at Jujitsu Soap Co. Use the promo code JJ Radio and you will get ten percent off. And in the meantime, why don't you go check out our homies over at giraffechoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio and you will get 25% off your entire order of $99 or more. You are not going to get that discount anywhere else. I guarantee you we got the best hookup on Giraffe Choke gear. Exclusive. You're welcome. Get yourself some. My favorite is still the Superman punch hat and the heel hook hat. And you can get yours too at giraffechoke.com. Use the promo code JJ Radio. And Sean, let's get serious for a moment. Wow. If you could put a number, guesstimate, how many times in your life have you been hit in the good old jumblies? <laughs> I was going to do an actual estimate. You got to put the mic in front of you, buddy. You're off at a tilt. If I were to do an actual estimate, I would. I am as close to this thing no. as I'm going to get. No, you got to point the mic to your face, buddy. It is pointed at my no, face. No, it's pointed at your chin. Same difference. Tilt it. There you go. Um, if there, if I was, a, if I were to make a, an estimate, I would say at least eight hundred times that you've been hit in the nards in uh, in the huevos. Yeah, over my life, yeah, yeah, at least 800 times. I would say I would probably be around double that. Like, I probably a good 800 came from just rolling with you when I was a white belt, blue belt. So, you guys want to avoid that. Why don't you go ahead to Diamond MMA, use the promo code Jujitsu Radio, and you will get 10% off the best cup in the game. We're going to talk about it some more during the podcast. You saw what happened to uh, Darren Till? And the fight yeah, this past yeah, weekend? Would, what's funny is I was thinking that we'll, we'll, sure. wait, we'll save that. We'll save that. But he probably, guarantee you, wasn't wearing a diamond MMA cup. Why don't we go ahead and get on that? Listen, Darren Till, let your boys hook you up. Use the promo code. You're making big money now. You probably got a fat paycheck out of that fight. You you could still save some money. Use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio at Diamond MMA and get yourself the leading cup. The leading protector of your man bits, of your kibbles and bits. Of the skin chandeliers, or as I like to prefer, I prefer referring them to as the keepers of the gate. I know I, I like to call them the tender bits. The tender bits. Everything down there is tender bits. I mean, that sounds like a personal problem. Anyway, you can get your own at a good discount. Jujitsu Radio is the promo code Diamond MMA. And listen. Follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Follow me at Sonner Marketing. And with that being said, let's get this fucking party started. You can't leave us. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Get stealing. Woo! Wheel of dealing. Living's in right. Jet flying. Son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time. Hold these alligators off! Woo!
technically not live. We, we're live now in the we're studio. We're live now in the Cheers. studio, but we're not Cheers. live. Cheers on. to everyone back at home. We are recording, but we're not live. Oh, I mean, man, I needed that drink of bubbly. How do you like my uh, my new posters and stickers? My poster, the 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 posters are rad. Um, I I really like the Roddy Piper one, obviously. Yeah, that um, one was cool. I had to get that one. And but uh, but the Godzilla one is the one that holds a special place in my heart. I wanted to get so for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, so. Uh, I've shouted out to uh, Dave Burns from Hot Damn Arts uh, so many times. One of my favorite artists, excuse me, um, besides uh, Kat that I train with. I mean, he makes some amazing posters, Dave does. And after the longest time, he, um, he, I think he had like a sale up for some fundraising. And I was like, screw it. And I splurged and I bought a bunch of posters. And he was cool enough to hook it up. So I gave you some of the stickers too. So we have a... Um, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, like Hulk Hogan uh, and, as and the an Hulk. incredible Hulk Hogan, and um, Andre the Giant, Iron as Giant, Iron Giant, which is super dope, and the Camaro from his uh, Clutch concert poster that he put together, along with Karate Kid. My favorite, hands down, is the Karate Kids poster, which is the same one that's in Temple, uh, except it's not signed, which kind of broke my heart. That he didn't sign it, but I'll get him to sign it at some point. And the Godzilla poster and a couple of other ones, man. So shout out to Dave Burns. He also hooked it up. He gave me a couple extras, much appreciated. So I'm gonna get that up in the studio pretty soon. Speaking of which, I gotta get up Ryan Loco's photo back up pretty soon as well. What did you take it down for? Uh, when the hurricane was going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I took down everything that was like super dear to me. It was like the Ryan Loco uh, photo magazine and a couple of the other ones. Um, yeah, like all my concert posters and stuff. And uh, now I'm going to throw these up there. Um, but, yeah, man. So it's been a while since we've been in the studio. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of uh, the remotes. Remotes. Uh, we're definitely going to do a lot more. I've been trying. Man, I told you what happened. I was trying to get the internet in here. Mm, no. So, like, I went on a hunt to try and find some answers about getting the internet put into the studio and because it's in an industrial area counts as business they wanted to charge me a hundred and fifty dollars a year for internet and not even the good internet for internet he, they wanted to charge me or not not 150 dollars a year i'm sorry 150 dollars a month who wanted to do that comcast well that's where you screwed up we got it at temple yeah it's 50 bucks a month through AT&T. But because of this is Comcast. This whole place is Comcast. Well, Comcast is number one bullshit. It's so bad. So for the time being, everything has to be a little bit extra delayed. I'm going to work on it. Obviously, I'm trying to make some money and get everything set up here. But this is a good reason why you guys got to support the podcast. So I can afford to get internet and we can do more cool stuff in here for you guys. Um it's been a crazy couple of weeks, man. Yeah, you had a trip to New York. Nueva York, you had a tr- I went to New York this past weekend uh, for the UFC fights to cover and also because I have some friends that ran in the, in the New York City Marathon. So I had to do basically both at the same time. But, man, I got to meet some fucking amazing people and a couple of which I know are going to be uh, coming onto the podcast. I got to meet... Um, 
first of all, I get to hang out with uh, uh, Luke Vicente um, before his fight while he was cutting weight and stuff. I got some cool footage that I'm working on. Um, got to meet and hang out with Brad Tavares a little bit while he was cutting weight and warming up for the fight. Ray Seffo. Ray Seffo is probably one of the nicest dudes ever. Like, I had met him before, uh-huh. but he obviously didn't remember me. I mean, the dude, he literally flew. Like, he did PFL Thursday night, flew that night to New York, and was there cornering Brad Tavares the very next day. So he went literally back and forth for these fights, which is pretty crazy. I can't, why am I missing? Who did Brad Tavares fight? He fought... Um, Fucking a, I forget his name. He but he got knocked knocked out. out. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. and it was it sucks because I've actually been a fan of Brad Tavares for a while. And actually, uh, Dan Ige was there. I know Dan from Titan FC days. Um, actually, I met Dan on his last Titan FC fight before he got signed to the UFC. He's got a crazy story, and that dude's a grinder, man. He like fucking works hard because he's a promoter. He's a MMA manager and a fighter. <laughs> Atta boy, double dipping. Yeah, well, it's I don't know. You got as double dipping as much as it's fucking working hard. Well, you gotta look. You gotta have a plan because the fight, the fight career is not gonna last forever. So you gotta have an exit strategy. You should always have an exit strategy. For sure, but uh, and it's a genius move if you think about it because he's making all the contacts not just for himself but for all of his fighters, and then it's just kind of okay well i'm done fighting i'm still in the fight game so i think it's he won't miss it as much the day he finally decides to retire i mean he's still pretty young but he's not gonna miss it as much and he's gonna be in a perfect spot because he's met so many people and made so many contacts which i 100 percent agree with you it's all about you know thinking about the long-term game yep you have to you you have to so so often like like I honestly think I, I or I wish Anthony Johnson had thought a little bit more about what his long game was. I, he seemed to sink too much money into into a business that which one the uh, marijuana. No, he's still working on that. As far as I know, he's doing pretty good with it. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so because marijuana is if you look at the stocks and everything it's like it's it's the well it's different on stocks but i mean you're still going to be able to sell the products and stuff yeah but he, it, i think we'll it, see we'll see I that just, one i think I, I agree with you i think there's a lot extra stuff that obviously he's not talking about but i know he had he he does pretty well with his uh bully uh breeding uh business that he has you know he's got that yeah yeah so i know he does really really well i mean we're talking about Man, I think some dogs sell for like $50,000. No. Yeah. No uh-huh. way. Yes, sir. Go look it up. Even Flex. Flex had his own, has his own uh, uh, bully company and stuff. That is So Cosmo is his dog. You ever see Cosmo? No. Cosmo is one of the sweetest pit bulls you're ever going to see. I think most pit bulls are sweet. I've no, I've, this. I agree. But I'm saying this dog is just completely amazing. And, man, he is jacked. If... Flex Lewis was a dog as Cosmo because the personalities are the same. They're super friendly, like super nice, but he's jacked. I'll show you photos of him after. But he's super – he's like – he thinks he's a lap dog. Um, so, so walk walk us through – All um, the extra stuff that happened? Well, it doesn't need to be – well, I guess it could be extra, but walk – I mean, this is Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Let's talk about the Jiu-Jitsu stuff. So 
I got to New York Thursday night at 9.30, and immediately I get a text from Gilbert saying, hey, where are you? I'm like, just landed. He's like, good. Um, Vicente's about to cut weight. Let's come over. So I went straight to the hotel, walked into the wrong room. Like Jorge Masvidal was there, gave a shout out and said what's up to uh, my homies from American Top Team. Um, Mike Brown was there and everybody else. Lambert was there. So I stopped by in there, said what's up to them, and then went straight to the room. And he was in there cutting weight with uh, uh, Brad Tavares. Hung out there until shit, man, until like 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. And then went back to the room. By the way, shout out to Vincente that put on a tough fight with, with, with Wonderboy. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, the next day, I get another text from Gilbert saying, where are you? I'm like, just waking up. He's like, oh, I'm going to go to Henzo's. You want to come? Let's do it. <laughs> so we walked from 50th all the way down to 30th to go to Henzo's. So 20 blocks. We walked down 20 blocks, which, by the way, I my first hotel was on, like, 40th. Yeah, it was on 40th, so I walked. No, I take that back. Where the fuck was I? No, my first hotel was like right down the street from the fighter hotel, but my second hotel was all the way on 57th. Why do you have multiple hotels? Because I had to switch because the second day is when all my friends came up, so I decided to go over there. So went up to that hotel, dragged all my luggage, everything up there, come back down to 50th to walk all the way back down to 30th. So we walked into Henzo's. You've never been to Henzo's, right? No. This was my first time. It was fucking amazing. Um, it's not... It's a nice, clean gym. It's not brand new. You know, it's not sparkling. It's a good-used gym, but it's clean. And one of the coolest things that struck me right off the bat was when you walk in, there's a big mat space on the right, and right above that open that you could look up to it is an octagon next to a boxing ring next to a jujitsu mat and that's the third floor right there um you walk into the left is a wall with like all these photos of henzo and like from his different fights and everything and then you see a sign shoes off no shoes beyond this point so literally 20 feet into the building shoes off Fucking loved it. So you grab your sandals if you're barefoot. Nobody cares, kind of really. Um, but then we walked in, all, basically barefoot, all the way to the blue basement, the famous blue basement, and every it was packed. It was packed, and everybody was in there. Everybody was in there. Uh, Donaher, Gordon, Nikki Rod, Nikki Ryan, Jake Shields, Gilbert Melendez. There were so many people that I didn't even realize that one of the guys that I was talking to was Yair Rodriguez. Totally went past me. I was like, this guy looks familiar. I'm like, hey, what's up? Whatever. We talked like a little bit. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Didn't think about it. I'm like, it's fucking Gordon Ryan again. And Gordon remembered me from when uh, I went to do the photos for the seminar and stuff. It was cool. Um, Natalie was there. Like, hey, Sonny. She's there. Super nice. And Donna, her. Um, but he, here's the crazy part. The gym, like that blue basement, is really just about the size of Excel. Yeah. 
It's about the size of Excel, maybe a little bit bigger, not by much. And it was packed. And he was running Gi class and no Gi class at the same time. So what does he do? Sit in between them and like basically point out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically he go he sits all the way in the back. He's got his gi top on, but no gi shorts. And he'll sit there and he watches everybody. And on the left is gi, on the right is no gi. And this is the part that I thought was fucking hilarious. We joked about it. Now was any any classes going on upstairs? The whole place was packed. Everything was going on at the same time. So at the very top, when I first walked in, Kamaru was training. He was doing his training for like for the day up there. Um, and there was somebody else in the boxing ring. I don't know who. Um, Steve Moko from American Top Team, the wrestling coach from American Top Team, had just finished training downstairs. Yeah, yeah, Gordon. yeah. I just saw I had, Gordon had, had posted pictures. Of right. And then... Um, on the the middle section that's to the right, I forget who it was. It was someone just running like a Muay Thai class. And then downstairs, now the blue basement isn't just the blue basement. There is another two or three rooms spread out on the on the bottom floor for like private classes or group classes, or kids classes. So it is pretty much a big floor, and there's a bathroom too. It's like LA Fitness. Towels here, boom, they got everything. If you need it, they got it. I really wanted to buy one of the 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 geese. They had like the Henzo Gracie gi, but I can't really wear it. George would beat me up if I wore it. I doubt um, it. George wouldn't care. No, he wouldn't. Um, but the funny part, and you and I joked about this. If you watch the DVDs, like the Donaher DVDs, it's super slow. It's super slow. You're like, oh, man, I can't sit through this whole thing in one sitting just because he's very detailed, and which I really appreciate because he talks about the cause and effect and why you got to hold this, this, that, and the other. Class does not run that way. You better fucking pay attention. Class does not run that way. So what he does is he'll put his gi top on. All right, my gi class. Do this, 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 and this, 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 this. If your opponent does this and we'll do this, we'll go into Ashigarami, blah, 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 boom, done. All right, got it? Good, go. And he's like, Nogi, you're going to do similar kind of a technique, but obviously going more into the leg locks. You're going to do this, this, your opponent does that, so we set up for the triangle, blah, 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 done, go. That's it. Literally at that speed. Go, right, go, Right, but go. It, when you're up there, there are, there are people there that know what they're doing. But, yes... There are obviously people there that know what they're doing, but it's also one of those things where I paid attention. I'm looking like, you're not doing the technique right. You're not doing the technique right. I love it. When when we train like that, it's like you do this, 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 and this. There's no bullshit. You paid attention. If you don't get it, you're on your fucking own. You got to get it. You got to figure it out. Not everybody learns like that, which I get. So you could see I was watching people like, no, that is not what he told you to do at all. But... It's one of those trial by fire things. Everybody in there was good. For sure, everybody in there is, is a straight-up killer. But watching Jake Shields beat up Gilbert Melendez was hilarious. Well, they're, they're, they've been training together for years, right? For sure. But like, it's funny because I was like, hey, uh, you guys okay if I take photos and stuff? Because I brought my camera, obviously. That's the shitty part, too. I came in, put on my gear. I'm like, I want to train. I'm going to fucking train. I got my camera, too, just in case. But I want to train in here. I want to train with these guys. And uh, 
I go introduce myself to Donaher, say what's up to Gordon, and introduce myself to everybody else. Gary Tonin was there. Um, but then I see the training that's going on. I'm like, fuck, I got to take photos. Because they're not going to roll with me. You know, like maybe Yair will, Gilbert will, maybe Nikki will. But everybody else isn't going to roll with me. So I was like, fuck, I take photos. So I just started taking photos like crazy. So I got a bunch. Like, I, Did you see the couple that I posted? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wait till you see the ones that I haven't posted yet. So I got a lot of really cool photos. Um, so so if let's, you guys let's, follow, go down, let's go down the list of the people who... who so we have Gilbert Melendez. So there was Gilbert Burns was there, obviously, because I will shut up with Gilbert. Um, you're saying in the blue basement alone? Yeah. That I recognized um, Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Melendez, Jake Shields, um, Gordon Ryan, Nikki Ryan, um, Nikki Rodriguez, Yair Rodriguez. Did I say Gary Tonin? No, but. So Gary Tonin. And. Oh, man. I know there's like. Obviously, Natalie, she's legit too. She's no joke. Um, Natalia, sorry. Um, fuck. And there was like another one or two guys that I knew, and they were more like lower belts. A couple of the girls too, um, but I don't remember their names. And that was just the closest to me. That's not everybody else. That's well, in the room. there was a, a text that you sent at one point mm. about um, Nikki Rods and a twelve-year-old. Oh yeah, so. Uh, and I talked to Nicky Rod about coming onto the podcast. I think he's down for it, so I gotta follow up with him. But it was funny because the dude's a beast. I mean, you saw how well he did at ADCC. Yep. But to give him credit, he is definitely working on his technique. And it was funny because the dude's massive. He's a fucking giant, like just a fucking hulk of a dude, and he's jacked. I mean, he's jacked. He's a good-looking guy. He's jacked. He's rolling with, like, this, like, 12-year-old kid, this skinny, scrawny little kid, and they're kind of going for leg locks on each other. I'm like, he's obviously not muscling, but he's also not holding back on right, going right. for, like, the, the techniques and stuff. And the kid, who's obviously, like, he's learning. I mean, he almost got him, like, a couple of times, too, with he's certain skilled. leg locks. Yeah, he was skilled. He wasn't amazing, but he was skilled. So it's funny. It was like... Man, are you fucking kidding me? I just watched this guy three weeks ago beat the crap out of, like, Ali and and Cyborg and go after all these people, like, just go fucking bonkers. And he's over here with, like, a 12-year-old rolling. So it's really cool to see he's, like, him and Gilbert went at it. Like him and Gilbert were going fucking ham. Gilbert. Uh, Burns. Burns? Yeah, they were going fucking him ham. Him and Nick, Nikki. No, uh, Nikki Rodriguez, yeah. Um, and it was funny to me. I was like, dude, if he really wanted to, he could just squash this kid like a bug. But it was just, there's no ego in there. It was really, really cool to see. And yeah, the whole time Donaher is there, he's paying attention to everyone. He's mostly paying attention from what I saw to the guys that are closer to the higher belts. Um, but man is super nice guy. Super intelligent, like super intelligent, not I know that it seemed like a certain way when he was on Joe Rogan, but man, that dude is super nice and he's What do you got mean a certain way? You know, like he seemed kind of almost like not condescending on on the Joe Rogan podcast, but 
he seemed like more of an instructor trying to instruct someone instead of having a conversation. Right, 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 right. No, man. When I talked to him, super nice, and he's so knowledgeable that even at the end, Gilbert's like, you know, what do you see? Like, what do you think? And and they kind of had a conversation on on what um, Donaher saw and how he rolled with the guys and things like that. So it's really interesting to and watch. Here's the th- and, and what's amazing is, is Gilbert is one of the best in the world. He's a world champion. Um, he, so like, it's not like like he. Is, he's not a slouch. He's not a slouch, but he does. You know, it's good that he can go and find somebody that he can improve on what he's already got. And the funny part is, Gary Tonin is there training. He's obviously like looking towards like a fight in December. I think he said. And him and him and Gilbert competed against. Yeah, they each other. competed against each other in Polaris. Um, so it's funny. And and and, and, and uh, Gary, Gary won. won. Yeah, Gary won. So and I don't remember if he ended up catching him or just he caught him in a heel hook. I'm pretty sure it was a heel hook, an inside heel hook. Excuse me, but it was the whole time it was um, Gilbert putting pressure, hard, hard pressure, and Gary was just kind of like keeping him at bay. And then at the last couple of minutes, he just caught him. Um, they had an awesome role. And the funny part is, like, one of the best roles that I saw Gilbert have was against Nikki, Nikki Rod. Um, but him and Gary, they had a fun role. Like, you can tell they yeah, were being I, a little competitive. But I saw Gary had on gloves, too. Yeah, because he's getting ready for his fight. So he's got to just right. do that more. Um, but, man, it was it was really, really cool so, to see. So what, what made the role with Nikki Rod so... Man, it was just... They went a little bit harder than I thought that they were going to get in there. Um, it was super competitive. I think if it was on a scale of 1 to 10, like 1 being like, oh, we're warming up, flow roll, and 10 being ADCC, they were probably around a 6. A 6, like kind of like intensity, but still kind of like laying back, which is cool to see when the pros go like that. Um, like when he was rolling with Gordon, like 4, 5, like it was competitive, but it wasn't like trying to like hurt each other. Right, right, right. Same thing with Gary. But like when he was with, with Nikki, I think it was a little bit extra just because <clears> – <throat> Nikki knew that he could put the pressure on someone that's going to be able to handle it. That um, and to be, you know, to be honest, Nick is still – no, he just got his purple belt. He got right? his purple belt. And it's cool to see because, man, I don't want to sound like I'm like I'm talking bad about the guy by any means because he's fucking legit. But you can see the part where the purple belt thing comes in. Whereas, like, certain things that that a normal purple belt would get, he might have missed just because of the difference in, in styles <coughs> or whatever on, like, what he's learning compared to what a traditional purple belt. Right. But, man, I give Well, it, he's only two years in. That's what I'm saying. And that's, like, those are, like, the little gaps, those little tiny bits and pieces of inexperience that I think... You're right there? <coughs> Um, those like the tiniest little bit of inexperiences that probably like hurt him, but he's so athletic that it doesn't matter. I honestly give it a solid year to two years max before he's at a Gordon Ryan level. 
I honestly, un unless something catastrophic happens, knock on wood, or or where he just leaves, um, Henzo's, I see him being on the level of Gordon Ryan to a certain extent. I don't think he's gonna be able to to beat Gordon, but he's gonna be even tier with Craig and Gordon and and all those guys. Because right now I think it's the the inexperiences that still gets him, and it's just athleticism that yeah, gets him out. Yeah, because he just lost to Kenyon, Kanan Duarte. Kanan yeah. at uh, fight to win. Fight to win. Yeah, and it was a quick match. It was less than a minute. Yeah, and that's the part where it's like, man, I I almost look but at th him. It, that should happen for sure. And and that's what that's that's the natural order of things. That's the way it's supposed to happen. <laughs> but he's so athletic. And he catches on so quick that it's going to happen less and less. It's going to happen less and less for sure. I, every time I look at him, I look at it. Well, you never watch Dragon Ball, but I'm sure you understand the premise of it. Every time they got beat, they come back twice as strong as before. That's what I see Nicky Rod as. Where like every time he makes those, he gets those little losses, he comes back even better the next time around. So that's the way that I see it. It's pretty crazy, man. It's, it was cool to see. It was, it was. But what sucks? Here, here's what sucks. Mm. He's two years in to a jujitsu career, and he's already made more right. money than I'll ever make in jujitsu. But you know what? He's also it's well, maybe not with teaching. But I don't know. I don't know how much they're paying him. I don't know how much they're paying him. I think he models. I think he actually. No, models. I'm talking about just jujitsu. Just in jujitsu. I don't know because <laughs> I think he's he's also still trying to to get stuff moving. I know that much with sponsors and things like that. I think people are still hesitant about sponsoring him for whatever reason. If I had money, and I had like a company, bro, for sure I'd sponsor him. I wouldn't be paying him ten grand or something, but for sure I'd be sponsoring Nikki Rodriguez. Are you kidding me? Like I would get, I would put him on. If I was like show your role, bro. No gi gear, go straight to Nicky Rod for sure. Future kimonos, I think sponsors him like a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, man. They're, it's funny how all of a sudden, like all of the Danaher guys are with the same people. At one point, they're all with Fallon. That makes sense. And now they're all with this future. future and then, kimonos. and then Gordon was with Hypnotic for a while, right? And then uh, now, now they're all with Future. It, it makes sense. I mean, if you're a smart businessman, and obviously props to Gordon for being a, a team player, he, I'm sure he probably sat there and said, okay, I'll sign with you, but you got to hook my guys and, up too. And here's the thing. Uh, Gordon Ryan's making a lot of money. If he's going to put five hundred grand on the line yeah. towards Lachlan's 5000 Yeah. Listen, I never ask. I know the man worked hard to get out of where he was in life to get to where he's at now so he could train and do whatever. I know that he's a smart businessman, um, and he's a smart dude all around. He's young. So I think people call bullshit on his, like, money, uh, saying how much money he has. I don't know, man. He looks like he's got the money to me, and I he wouldn't, I he's wouldn't, not doing credit. I would never, like presume somebody makes a money or doesn't make money right it's not my like i'm not gonna it's not like something i would ask and it's not no, something but you that know you, there's some guys who are like oh we got a million dollars like bro i saw you pull up in your mom's honda that's i for what i see and the little bit that i know gordon ryan is legit but here's the thing 
me, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would not buy, you know, I would not go crazy. I'm like really thinking about things. There's, you know, I have everything I need. Yeah. I just need free, you know, winning, having a lot of money just gives you more freedom to do more things. I don't need anything. What I would do if I won the lottery is I wouldn't change anything. I would just, I would just work when I wanted to. <laughs> I would say fuck work, and I would obviously start investing and do things the smart way with the money. But man, I'd travel. I'd fucking be gone at least like a week every month. I'd like travel. I would just do that. Yeah, I would travel, do surf right? and jujitsu trips. Yeah, that's for it. sure. Uh, but no, it was cool, man. Blue basement was cool, and then I actually. I left that day, met up with my friends, and walked around, get ready for the for the New York Marathon. Uh, we went to their expo and stuff, which, by the way, absolutely fucking bonkers to me that it's as big as it is. But the vibe in there, I'm getting goosebumps from it, the vibe and the energy in there is so fucking and where? awesome. In the whole New York Marathon thing. So I'll go back to the jiu-jitsu shit. Don't worry. Um the so the way that the New York Marathon works is, you come in Friday. Uh, some people obviously get there earlier. You come in Friday, and you go to they have an expo uh, down the street. It was at the Javits Center, and you go and you check in and you get your bib and you get everything that you sign up for. And then on the other half, they have um, like an exhibition, like or an, an expo, like they have different stores and things like that. But, man, you're talking about like 100,000-something people running from all over the world. The vibe in there from the runners, everybody is super supportive, super happy. Like, oh, good luck. Oh, that's so awesome. Whatever, whatever. Like, everybody's cheering, legitimately cheering for everybody running. So it was really cool. It's like super supportive. It's not really competitive. Obviously, it's competitive. So they have the elite runners. Everybody just refers to them as the elite runners. And then there's everybody else. Bro, they had a wall so everybody could see where their name was on the wall. That was from one end of the expo center to the other. So I would say 100 yards, 200, no more, like 300 yards of names. Six foot tall, like there had to be at least like 10,000 names a wall. And it's just packed all the way to the end. And that's every single person that's running. It was fucking nutty. The amount of money that's in there is nutty. It's like, I wonder what it costs to run in the New York Marathon. So you have to actually... Uh, you have to qualify. No. So it's not about qualifying. In Boston, you have to qualify. In New York, you have to... Um, it's a lottery. So you have to have like you have to have points. There's obviously people that get invited for whatever reason they qualify for whatever, but for the most or people, or they're Nigerian, right? So, but there's a lottery, so you could be going for years trying to get in, getting points. You can get if you buy New Balance, you get points, and that can buy you like your entry. There's that way, but the rest is just a lottery. You put your name in, and if say you're running, like figure the fuck out, homie, you're running the New York Marathon this year. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. So there's people that have been trying to get into it forever. They might have been running since they were 15 and they're 40 and they never got in. So, but it, it's fucking crazy. And the amount of people is fucking nuts. Total side note, if you know the New York Marathon's going on and you're walking around the city like upper Manhattan with a stroller, you're a fucking piece of shit. I wanted to kick you and your baby and that stroller. 
Because there's people walking around, a crowd of people. You know this crowd is going to be here. Why are you here with your fucking stroller? Get the fuck out. But, dude, it was crazy. I'll show you some videos. Um, How many people did you know that ran in the marathon? Just two. Three, or and two that I'm close to and, like, two or three that I just, like, had met and whatever. But I was cheering for random people. There's people running by. Everyone's got their names on, like, their chest or whatever. So I'm like, let's go, Julia. So... Did you I, say that to all the hot chicks? Is that the question? That's uh, the question. Uh, no. Maybe one or two hot chicks, but mostly, like, the older people and the people that you could tell were, like, crapping now. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Let's go, the Leon, let's go. <laughs> there was, so we got tickets to the grandstand, like, the finish line, and there was this girl standing there holding up this giant sign while trying to film and cheer for her friend at the same time. So her and her boyfriend were sitting there trying to cheer. I'm like, do you want me to hold that fucking sign? Cause I'll just hold on to the sign while you cheer. They're like, yeah, can you do that? I'm like, sure. I'm like, who am I cheering for? And next thing I know, I realize, and it's this giant pink sign. It says like Amanda, like, uh, like I love you or something crazy like that. I'm like, let's go, Amanda. Let's fucking go. And then next thing I know, there's like a fucking TV camera on my face. Really? <laughs> so I'm in the front row. Some, somewhere out there is a video of me holding up this giant pink sign saying, let's fucking go, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> I have a photo I'll show you, but no, man, everybody's super supportive. Everybody's super nice. Um, it's definitely cool. I actually signed up for like my first marathon in uh, March or something like that and NASA. Check that shit out. You get to run on the runway at uh, um, the space shuttle runway in NASA. They have to do a whole background check. <laughs> Really? They do a whole background check. No, it's because it's fucking government. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. Is NASA? I don't know if NASA. Yeah. yeah. No, still, I don't know. I don't think it's not a government yeah, entity. Yeah, but, but they're, it's they're, still like a government. Yeah, base. that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're the government. Eight, they're a government agency, but you're they, running, but uh, that's, like 500 feet away from a giant missile, you're gonna go through a security um, background check. Where'd you watch the fights from? The hotel. <laughs> so here's the fucking thing, dude. I was fucking exhausted. So spent the day. So this, that was Friday, right? No, the fights were Saturday. So Friday, I went back to... No, Saturday, I'm sorry. Saturday, I went back to Henzo's, and I hung out with uh, Kamaru. I got to meet Aaron Pico, um, Bellator fighter, black belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking savage. Super nice dude. Um, we're shooting the shit, so he's gonna come on to the podcast. We're gonna get him on the podcast. Derek Brunson was there. I got to meet Halle Berry's stunt double for John Wick. <laughs> Pretty good looking girl. Super nice. And she's I think she was a jujitsu brown belt. Brown belt, purple belt. Um super nice. Um, you went back to was that that night or that next day? So I went Friday with Gilbert, Saturday I went the fight day i went to henzo's and was hanging out with kamar and then what was he doing there training training he was training he was training doing the day of the fight yeah well he wasn't fighting oh duh dumb dumb yeah no but um soriano sean soriano was holding pads and was coaching the the session um it was cool to see everybody uh working together um and then from there which went that was another day it was just walking back and forth back and forth walked all the way back to the hotel on 57th. Total side note. Both days, I kept on running into Alir Latifi. Oh, He's really? Like one of my favorite fighters. So the first day, I was walking back from Henzo's with 
Gilbert and Bruna and stuff. So we're hanging out with the kids. And then he's like, we're going to go grab lunch. I am like, whatever, I'll catch up with you later. So as I'm walking away, I run into a Latifi. I was like, hey, Latifi. He's like, what's up? I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. I was like, you see that guy over there? Like, can you go beat him up for me? And I'm pointing to Gilbert. <laughs> and Gilbert's like, eh. like he, from far away, you can't hear each other. It's like, can you go beat him up for me? And Latifi's like, what the fuck? What the hell, Gilbert? What are you doing? And we hung out for like a minute, just talked. He was asking me what was going on, whatever. And I'm not going to get He trains down at ATT. Latifi? Yeah. No? Yeah. I thought he went back to to cross no, the, the last last fight I'll probably was ATT. run into him. I'll probably run into him again. I was just at ATT last night. Um and then the next day, same thing, walking back from Henzo's, here's fucking Latifi with food again crossing the street and I hear Soriano's like, "Hey Latifi, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like, "What are you doing, man?" I'm like, "Walking back from Henzo's again." And I think I was kind of annoying him cuz we were both walking the same direction. I'm just trying to have a conversation. And he did that that random dip of like, I got to get something from the store. <laughs> Didn't matter what it was. So he just bolted. It's like, all right, bro. Bye. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like kiss your ass, dude. I'm just having a conversation. But he did like a random bolt. He's like, okay, bye. See ya. Or maybe he just has some kind of, I don't know. Maybe he's got Asperger's or something. No. Super nice, dude. He's yeah. super cool. Um, so yeah, so that night, whatever, we, we went to the expo, got everything for the, for the runners. Uh, checked out all the crazy stupid shit that they had there and then uh, went back to the hotel ate went back to the hotel and i stayed up until technically like two o'clock watching the fights so yeah man they were good fights fucking nutty man what was your favorite fight um man it's hard it's hard not to like the nate and nick uh uh and george but Vincente, I like. Luke had a good fight against um, what's his fight? Wonder Boy. Yeah. Um, I wish it would have gone better for him. Of course. Did you see the video he posted after? No. Bro, bad idea. I gotta text him. Remind me when the podcast is over. I gotta text him. Worst fucking idea you could. So the next day, his face is all bruised up and swollen. He's walking around the woods in Central Park by himself <laughs> and he's like taping himself just talking or whatever I'm like for sure don't wander around the woods with your face beat up like that because if some random person sees you they're gonna think you're gonna like assault them yeah he took he like he's tough man he's super tough and man he had a i don't think he had a tough weight cut it wasn't tough but he did cut hard weight he made it look super easy who who, who got the head kick knockout Ooh. that was Tavares Tavares Brad Tavares got kicked in the face hard yeah holy cow it was it was just he moved the wrong way man no 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 the other one the other one the other one where it was um oh, the guy with the hair um let me look it up I'll tell you the guy with the hair uh Gregor Gillespie Yes. Yeah. He got fucking kicked in the fucking face. Holy cow. Fucking solid. Yeah, that one was bad. Like, he went down and he was like, like, that was one of those, it was one of those knockouts where you worry about the person. Yeah, like, that one was definitely pretty bad. (coughs) Um, How about, let me close this. Um, 
Blagoy Ivanov. That's what it is. Blagoy Ivanov. I got to hang out while they were doing the warm-ups and exercise and stuff. Super fast. He fought Derek Lewis. Dude, he is... He should have won that fucking fight. Tell me I'm wrong. <sighs> tell me I'm wrong. How many I can't takedowns? tell you you're right or you're wrong. Takedowns, because- submission attempts. Yeah, but... but- Aggression and and even then he was backing up Derek Lewis. Yeah, but Derek was 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 more aggressive for the first two rounds. Took that third round. No, because he had the takedowns. He still had to take down on the. No, very I'm first talking. Round. I'm talking about the actual like swinging and stuff like that. Derek Derek had a better showing, if that makes sense, on the feet. I don't think so. And but the fact that uh, see strikes actually. It, well, no, no. It, it was. I think it was way in in. Uh, so Derek Bull, Lewis Bulldoy's favor this copy no box. the whole thing was so look yeah but I'm saying the copy box was way in his favor but I think um they only gave him one submission attempt when it was really two which so here's the stats Derek Lewis was 32 of 69 for total strikes 40 which is 46 percent and Ivanov was 61 for 61 out of 83 so that's 73 percent all right total strikes go to Ivanov Significant strikes, 31 to 68 for Lewis, which is 45%. 20 of 38 for uh, Ivanov. Still for Ivanov. Derek threw more, but Ivanov, like... Yeah, but there were... I think it's the significant strikes. Well, that, that's what at. I think it was, is because he, Derek Lewis had him in trouble more. But With, even then, takedowns, one of three for Lewis and three of six for Ivanov. Submission attempts only one for for Ivanov, which should have been two, because he had Kimura, He had uh, two Kimura attempts. He had the first one was a Kimura attempt. Excuse me, where the arm was like really like awkward, 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 and then he popped up, and then the same thing the second. Excuse me, God damn it, the uh, second time. I'll, yeah, I think I think it was because uh, Ivanov was in danger more as far as I think that because the more significant strikes. Yeah, and, but and but there was there was a mo- there was a couple moments in in the first two rounds yeah. where it looked like Derek was going to finish it. But th- wow, that dude is so tough, He's man! Fast as shit too. So I have photos and videos and stuff of him like when they were when they were training. Dude is fast. For a big dude, he was fast. And I watched him uh, take down his training partner, who's probably the size of Nick Salto. Dude, he picked him up. It was like like nothing. Like yeah. nothing. He just picked him up. So when I saw him pick up Derek Lewis, like, ugh. Like, that one's going to hurt for sure. Um, then there was um, Gastelum against Darren Till. Yeah, that, Which and, was a and, great and that fight. was and that's another one where Darren, where I think Gaslam had better CompuBox numbers. Ah, uh, let me see. I'll tell you right now. I think I think when you look at the numbers, Gaslam probably should have won the fight, but Darren Darren was landing cleaner. No, Darren Tills is beat him on all the stuff on the CompuBox. So here's the thing: significant strikes was. 40 uh, for 81, so 49% for Gastelum, and 36 of 67, 53% for Till. Total strikes was 50 of 96 for Gastelum, so 52%, and 37 of 69 for 53%. Gastelum had more. He threw more. And he he landed more. Yeah, but. So he, he 
And you then, know what it is? And what about the takedowns? Takedowns one of four for Gastelum, Gastelum and uh, Till was one of two. So, he, so. I think though, like I mean, just looking at but it. But I, but again, I Till was landing cleaner. He was landing my, cleaner. In he was my moving opinion. better. Um, but apparently, he was injured. Gastelum. No, Gastelum was just was just landing more and it just didn't seem like it you know did you see the video the weigh-in video no oh you didn't oh, i might have where he was got caught cheating who did gasoline how did he get caught cheating he pulled a dc you didn't see this oh he leaned on the towel no worse he went old school shout out to fucking kevin gasoline for doing the old school route funny enough and i talked about it with one of the other he coaches was pound under two it's funny, total side note, which I feel like a total dick. The one coach where I talked shit about one time, uh, Eric, I forget his last name. I met him at Donahurst, too. Nicest fucking guy ever. I hope he never listens to that podcast where I talk shit about him. Which one? He's the one guy. He's super short. Um, and one of the fights, uh, I forget which one it was, but his guy or the opponent came up to his guy and he like went and he pushed him. Like, the coach went too far, and he pushed him. It was that guy. I'll show you a photo of him. My apologies. I was an asshole. Super nice guy. We spent, like, 10, 15 minutes, like, talking shit and talking about this whole Kevin Gastelum thing. Anyway, so what happened, Kevin had to get naked to right. weigh in. And the... That's why I saw him get naked, and then I heard him use two pounds under. Right. I was like... So, Cordero went around. So, they're like, nobody's allowed to be next to him. So, Cordero went around the commission... And it's Kevin went like this. Instead of putting his hands up, he put his hands forward like this. Right. right? I saw that. So he's like, oh, I'm not touching the towel. Cordero comes around and leans under his arm, pretending like he's looking at the at the scale. And then he's, Kevin starts putting pressure. So, like, really picking him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super old school move. Um, Danilo taught me that a long time ago. So what guys used to do is because the coaches were allowed to be super close. So what would happen is the guys would stand like this, their arms like just straight, jack like uh, pointing down, and the coach would come up and would go like this, like they'd turn their hand in, so they'd lean up close to the fighter, and the fighter would just put his hand, in, so he would lift up just oh, that's enough. Funny. Yeah, Danilo taught me that trick a long time ago. So it's funny. I if you don't know those tricks, you don't know what to look for. But uh, no, it was cool, man. It was good fight and. What do you think? Early stoppage? I don't know, man. I think it was early stoppage. Like, part of me goes, dude, it's Nate Diaz. He cuts all the time. Let's, let's, I'm probably out of camera. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaned all back here. Yeah, you're way out. <laughs> you're way out. Nobody wants to Just see my face forward. anyways. Scoot forward and lean back. You'll be good. Um, nobody wants to see my face. But, um. Anyways, it's Nate Diaz, so you like you know he's gonna he's gonna cut, and you know he's gonna keep going no matter what. But they weren't even bad cuts. But and and, and well, the one over his eye was pretty bad. It was it, it was pretty it bad. It, it wasn't, wasn't bad. worse than what we've seen him have. Yeah, it was still bad though. Um, I think it was because it was above and below. But if you looked and they showed the the picture of uh, Tyson Fury's cut side by side with with uh, Nate's, 
Tyson Fury's was probably like an inch total longer. Like yeah. it was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they could let that fight continue. So it's like. But again, that was above, not below. So when you do a like, I yeah, think, but below the cut below was wasn't I anything. Think, I think it was because it was above and below. His eyes was puffy. If you keep hitting that, this whole thing will rip off. That's. That's me trying to play devil's advocate and try to go with right, the right. Right, but it, the cut below wasn't that bad. It was the cut it's above. Not about that that it was. It's what. Yeah, it but could I don't be. think it, I don't think it'll rip off. I just I just my whole thing is is it's like I get it why the doctor did it because it's the, his job is the fighter's safety. But at the same time, as a fan and knowing Nate Diaz, I was like, man, that sucks. It sucks. It really fucking sucks. And. The worst part is, is like, come on, man. I really wanted that fight. I think it was early stoppage. I think you probably should have let it go a little bit longer. Look at what fucking Arlovsky. His nose went in, and he still got to sit there and fight. You know what I, I mean? I, well, a nose is different. Nose isn't. A, but and, and Mike Perry. Remember Mike Perry's nose a couple yeah. of fights ago. My, so to me, you know, I don't know. It, that was the hardest fight for me to watch because I have been a huge fan of both those guys i think everybody for was, years but i think that's what made it even better and it's like it's funny is like i've you know for years i've liked george mosfidal and yeah. I, I always called him like you've heard me say it i always called him the third the third diaz brother because he fights very similar like he just comes to fight and um so, so it's like part of me like like i hate when when people that I like and I've recognized and like yeah. and now all of a sudden there's a bunch of jock sniffers on you know jumping on the bandwagon but where were you you know I mean they don't know they don't know like I if you think about it there there aren't people that well no it's are just, in it no no me. I understand but it's it's like that with everything with me it's a weekend word no I know it's like music someone is someone uh, one of the guys that I like for yeah music, but you can't pull yeah well I liked them before it was cool bro well, no, I don't pull. You're that the one. hipster of no, MMA. No, I don't. I don't even do that. I just don't like them anymore. So that's a fucking bandwagon it's, thing to do for sure. How's that a band? No, jumping off the bandwagon when everybody jumps yeah. on. Yeah, either you're about that person or you're not. No, because it's. I'm not. I don't like it. I'll See, find that's somebody I say. new. You're a fucking contrarian. That's when I say you're a contrarian. You don't even give a shit. You just. I like it because nobody else like it. Now everybody likes it. I don't like it anymore. Well, I don't like it because nobody else likes it. I like it because it's cool and I like it. And if, oh, you if, like it because it's cool, right? But if if like if if I like something, it's because I like something. So let me ask you a question. All of a sudden, clutch blows up and they're doing. I'll arenas. never have to worry about it. If, if it Clutch happens, will never blow up if to it any happens, bigger than what they are. They blow up. They go arenas. They're selling out shows like fucking Metallica. You'll never listen to them again? Fucking scumbag. Look at you. You have to think about it. I just don't like it when I, I don't like. That's what I'm saying. You're yeah. a contrarian. It's not like. Yeah. Fuck, man. Whatever. I like them. Everybody else likes them, too. You can still sit there and say, like, man, I wish you guys yeah, would have been there. Yeah, but you know what first. it is, is? It's the part of me that goes, I don't want. Like, cause most people like now I'm walking around with a clutch shirt, and people are like, "Oh, you just like them because this song or whatever." It's like, no, I've liked them since Elephant Riders came out, and you know. But it's like, I just don't like when somebody when something I like gets popular. It drives me nuts. Did it with? Nine I hope 
every Minus single Nails did that. I hope every single thing you fucking like becomes popular. So if Chris, all of a sudden Chris Singleton did so that. So if jujitsu becomes so popular where they're doing it in the school, like in all the schools and stuff, you're gonna stop liking jujitsu? No, because that's different. It's, it's how because it's not a jujitsu becomes the same size as the NBA as basketball. No, that would be rad. Now, now you don't have that bragging right anymore. It's like, no, yeah, I do jujitsu. I don't I, bragging right. I'd never tell anybody I do jujitsu. 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 Ju, well, evidently, you can't tell them shit. I can't tell them shit. But I don't tell people when they find like it. If someone finds out, it's because somebody else tells them. I don't. That's not what I. Who the fuck ever says? This is my buddy Sean. He does jujitsu. Everybody does that. I never do that. No, no. What? Well, you don't because you do jujitsu, dummy. I'm yeah, talking, buddy, about, I'm talking ever... about my regular friends. They don't go, you know, and it's not the first thing they say, but they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're hanging out. And they're like, oh, sh-, they, oh and, and <laughs> this some scenario just sounds so fucking fake. No. So what will happen is, is somebody will talk about fighting or something. will come okay. up. And that's when they're like. Oh, you know who you should talk to? You should talk to Sean. He's a black belt. How about I had the fucking conversation the other day? I had the meme fucking conversation. So I got introduced to two other people that were running the, the New York Marathon. It's like, oh, this is Alexis. Oh, yeah, he, does, uh, uh, he doesn't run. And they're like, oh, well, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I train jujitsu and Muay Thai. It's like, oh, that's awesome. I my do husband, karate. Yeah, my husband has a black belt in karate. I was like, I will fucking smack the fucking taste out of your mouth you son of a bitch and they kept going and like you know what last night i got stuck on fake black belts oh, on instagram i love it those D- are my young, young george dillman i should do another one of those videos like the one that i i have a couple of like that that i saved i need to do that again yeah that was so i like, would love to be a fake black belt What's that? I would love to have to be. You a, can be one. No, but I'm saying to just create my own create martial one. art. What you do, like, like it's easy, dude. You get like ten, ten of your boys to, like, you go to a park and you get ten of your boys and just pretend everybody and, is and in every, on it and every and everybody's in on it and you do those spleen sixteens and. You hit the spleen thirty-seven. The thirty-two hits while you waffle and like take and then, one of my and hits. then you cross my legs and smack me in the back of the neck. Yeah, dude, if somebody smacks me in the back of the neck, I'm swinging for sure. Why do you got to smack them on the back of the neck so hard? And here's my other thing with those knockout videos: mm. Why is everybody moving so fast? What do you mean? Like. Have you ever seen when somebody gets knocked out and all of a sudden they run and they like sit them up and they cross the legs as fast as they can? Oh yeah. What's the big deal? It's not like you cut the blood off to to what his I head. Hate, what I hate is when people do that, like they're trying to lift them up like really quick and they're rushing to get them out. Like, bro, he just got brain damage. Let him chill for like a good hour before you try to do anything. Yeah, to and him. waking 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 them up. Is. Come on, bro. Come on. They're like, you see him grab him by the arm and like. I, you know how you want? I want to be woken up if I get knocked out. That like the African video. Like the where they, <laughs> African video. They get jerked off. They get jerked off and as they to, to get woken up. I, Who I, comes up with that? So for those of you that don't know, I've posted this on on Instagram before. Uh, so you got to look back for it. Just type in, uh, what was it? Like African uh, fight. 
knockout hand job. Yeah, knockout hand job. Just put African fight knockout hand job, and you'll see. So basically, it's this almost like a street fighting ring, which total. And there's like time. 20 fights going on at once. Yeah. So basically, guys will just put like a T-shirt, wrap it around their dominant power hand, and they sit there and just try to punch each other and knock each other out. The thing is, is that once someone does get knocked out, a squad of like three or four guys comes running up. One person's job is to lift the person up. The other one's job is to pour water in their face. The third one crosses his legs. And the fourth one's job is to rip open his jeans or shorts, reach down into his shorts, and just start giving them the best hj of his life (laughs) and like it's like like if you were awake and it was like if your girlfriend or boyfriend depending on whatever you like is doing that to you you'd be like this is fucking amazing like this though oh my gosh it's like how many people here's my question how many guys get knocked out and just pretend to be asleep and pretend to be asleep they'd be like hey i'm getting a free handy out of it i would do that as a joke to force someone to do that just to be like Hey, bro, listen, if he gets knocked out, you got to go in there and, like, rub his junk. Like, what? Dude, you got to do it. That's it, the only way to stop and the then brain damage. And the video, then you show him the video. <laughs> See, look, dude. This is how it do. How this many is- of your friends do you think would sit there and, and take that? Like, like it was, let's say, scientifically true that if you do that, you don't get any brain damage. How many of your well, friends do you well, think here, would actually here's a better like, question. go to bat for you? How do you choose who does what? I don't think it matters. No, I'm saying of the four guys that come and, and wake the dude well, up. That's whoever got you, the, whoever's who, got the softest hands. Who's yeah, ever, right. Who's ever got the golden who, touch. Like, does, do, like, is that the prime position or is that the one that everybody else picks? Well, I'll get the feet. You, it's the anchor. Not that's, it. It's like, it's you know, like, everybody does the not it. One, two, three, not it. It's like if you're doing the, the, the race in the Olympics, that's the anchor. That's the one that, t- that brings the team home. But that's like how many? But, they, but hold on, how many of your friends do you think that you could count on to give me a hand job? Like it was legitimate. Let's say none, none. I would do it. Come on, if it was scientifically proven, like you're telling me, if I'm in a fight and it's scientifically proven that I'll let you wake up on your own. Man, that's fucked up, dude. I'll let you wake up on you're your own. You're not gonna sit there and rub me out. I'm, like, not, gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna. gonna r- so I'm gonna get brain damage because you you can't just. You're not gonna you get know, brain damage. Give me a little stranger. Just don't look. Don't make eye contact. It'll be alright. No, 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 no. There's no. It's like if you're looking for something deep in the utility. Because here's the question: like, When do you stop? When you wake up. Yeah, but what happens if you don't wake up and you just keep tugging and tugging and tugging? Then you got to keep working. You got to <laughs> put in the work. It's like CPR. You don't just stop because. You gotta, you gotta sing, staying alive three or four no, times. You'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> Come you'll be on, fine. really? You let me just go out like fucking. Well, that's the whole. That was my whole thing with the guy. With you're the gonna fake, Brian song me the, like that? Those fake knockouts. Why are they moving so fast? The dude's knocked out. Him being asleep any longer? If by you moving? No, it's million- bad. You're not supposed to stay asleep. It's the same reason why you get knocked out. Like if you if you get a concussion, you're not supposed to go to sleep. Like well, no, after the fact. But what I'm saying is, moving with a quickness is different than moving with purpose. And, I'm trying and, to. And I'm confused at what you're talking about. What's moving fast? Like everybody's like scrambling. Oh, we got to get him up. Get him up. Oh right. Okay. So the recovery. Like like like, like what they what they it would take them two seconds more if they took their time. I think it's the if you do like. 
There's give a him sense some of, room. Give him some room. Let him breathe. That's there's, a, there's some sense of urgency when they do it, and it makes me like, what? And it's not like they're even again. These are bullshit. I think the the one thing that they do have to do is make sure that you are at least on your side, if you can, so you right, don't swallow right. your tongue. Um, and and, and if you, other, you ever notice when none of them, when they all get knocked out, none of them do the real knockout. Like we've seen people get knocked out left to right. What do they do? Stiff as a board, yeah. right? What do all these guys, karate guys, do when George Dillman knocks them out? I mean, they—they're noodles. Yeah, they're noodles. But there are the noodle knockouts, and then there's the whenever you see someone go stiff, a lot of the times that is neurological damage. Oh the, yeah. The biggest is when you see someone's hand. Like it happens more in football. So you, if you see someone's hand curl up and do this, like a little cobra kind of fist, it means that they uh, they've done some kind of damage to the their. Uh, well, any, not any, their cervical or whatever it is, but the the regardless, I, I don't think I spinal. Don't, you know, what's that? Spinal. Spinal. I broke my back. Broke my back. Spinal. Epstein didn't kill himself. I wish I could do a really good Mike Tyson impression. I Ep- really wish I could. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> like just to sit there and be like, I broke my back. Would you break? Spinal. <laughs> What, your vertebrae? Spinal. Spinal. I will make orphans of his children. No. So you seriously, you're telling me if you knew that if I get knocked out, you come in, save the day, give, give the old tugboat a, a, a good old heave-ho, you're not going to sit there and help me question. out? Why, do, why does it got to be me? Why can't we bring a... Because uh, uh, I trust you. You're in the circle. You're in well, the trust here, circle. Here's my question. Why can't we... You, you've... you've why You've can't we have a, success and the trust? Why fall. can't we put a hooker on call? Because it's like, not the like same. put her on retainer. It's the she, mana. She comes it's the with mana. us. It's she the comes. Man. No, it's got to have the mana. It's got to have. You got the magic touch. I've, uh, I felt your hands before. You got the magic touch. I got, I got, you wouldn't do I got, that. I no, I would not jerk you off. To okay, so you off. if someone tells you, "Okay, Sean, you're gonna be in a fight. You might get knocked out. Which one of your boys do you want to sit there and wake you up? Who are you gonna pick? Yeah, because but who are you gonna pick to to jerk me off? Yeah, whoever's got the nicest, softest hands. See, like I know for sure, Steve would volunteer. I don't know. How Steve. would you be able to be like, Sean? I got you. Like you don't even get the shot. Yeah, I got but you. but you know what? As ridiculous as as this sounds, uh, what, what? Let me let me let me <laughs> let me put another ridic another ridiculous one. I don't get bad once you start studying. <laughs> what if? What if? In order to uh, to avoid uh, brain damage, you had to stick your tongue up some your buddy's butt. Oh, it's like you, if you get like bit by a snake kind of thing. Yeah. So, so you know what I'm saying? It's, it's I'm not jerking anybody off, and I'm not sticking my tongue up any of my butt. I boys mean, there's butts. a huge difference, man. Yeah, but giving some of good a old brain, HJ and a putting, brain is a brain. Yeah, but you know, you're gonna your, let me my brain go because you're not gonna stick your tongue up my butt and go. Your, blah, 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 blah. Putting your tongue in the holiest of holies. <laughs> you know? blah, 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 blah. No, man. No one said you got to gargle the. Gargle the balloon knot. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, they're both. I think you insane. dodged the question. I think you're insecure. With what? No, listen, it has nothing to do with that. Listen, I'll be dead honest. If you're telling me, if it was scientifically proven that if you get knocked down, that happens, whatever. You know what that tells me? Uh, you get turned out quick in prison. Does it stop? Does it stop brain damage? 
What? Getting turned out? Uh, I don't if know. If it stops brain damage, I'm all about it. It does stop. It's, it. It, it, it might keep you alive. I'm all about it. Let's go. <laughs> it might keep you alive. Let's go. I'll be the pitcher. You'll be you holding on to somebody's pocket, Poppy. You want to hold on to my pocket? That's still one of my favorite episodes of TV of all time. Um, there was something else I was going to tell you uh, that I completely forgot, and it was about fight night. Fuck, what the hell was it? I don't know, whatever. But either way, it was a good fucking weekend, man. And honestly, it was amazing to to finally get to check out Henzo's. Unfortunately, um, Henzo himself wasn't there. He's probably too busy hanging out with the Sheik. Um, he wasn't there. He was not there. Um, but hanging out with Derek Brunson was there. Um, man, all these people. It was so cool just to to sit down and hang out with everyone. It's been a while since I got to go and chill with everyone at yeah, a, Derek, a UFC Derek, fight. Derek. Trains down at Hard Knocks now, right? Yeah, uh, he's down for the week, uh, and I think he's gonna go back home and come back down at the beginning of the year. I think he's just taking some time off, but yeah, he's down at Hard Knocks now, full time. Yesterday, I got to go to ATT and take photos of uh, Mara, the the female UFC fighter. Super cool. We got some cool shots. I saw Shorty. Um, shout out to Shorty Torres. He flew out to Dubai today. He's got his fight coming up, and uh, you know his father passed away. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sucks. Yes, sorry to hear. Like, I met his dad. Super nice guy, super nice dude, man. And uh, so, good luck to Shorty. Uh, so, good luck fight the night fight. this weekend is out of Dubai again. They're going. Back. I think his fight is next week. I think he's going early, but it might be this week. I'm not sure. But it, he said it was a full 24 hour uh, trip to Ugh. get there. And, and, I didn't realize they were him. going back so early. They just they were just in, weren't they in Dubai? He was. I know he was. No, no, no. UFC. He's not in the UFC anymore. Thought. Yeah, he got cut a long time ago after the fight. The the fight that he lost. He only lost one fight. That was the one. Remember, they cut out his whole division. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they signed him up and they cut out his whole division. And uh, uh, I want to say it's like BFC or something like that. Um, that picked him up. They treat him really well. But, yeah, so good luck to Shorty. Um, I know it's, he's going to have a lot of on his shoulder, and I think that one's going to be for his dad. But his dad was one of the nicest dudes, man. I, I met him twice, uh, I think, and super nice dude, man, super chill, old school, just kind of like a guy's guy. So sad to hear, but um, whatever, good luck to him. Did you hear about the one fighter at Titan FC? With the uh, brain he got like hammered. a brain, yeah, he got a brainstem injury. Yeah, I forget his name. Had um, to abdicate. Road, road. Uh, I'll tell you. Right Rodon, now. I think. Ronald. Rodon. Rodon. I'll tell you right now. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot forgot his name, but um, let me see. Let me pull it up real quick. I know Lex posted it. Um, Titan fighting. Um. Hudson. That's what it was. It was Hudson Calio Kane. Um, he suffered an injury in Brazil, and um, obviously they need help for the medical expenses. So hopefully if you guys can help out, check out Titan Fighting on Instagram uh, or see my buddy uh, Lex McMahon. Um, they'll have links and everything. Go help him out. But, uh, yeah, it was a non-Titan fight in Brazil. So he was fighting, and he got a brainstem injury. So That sucks. 
Dude, it's so crazy. Huh? It's one of those things where you never know what's going to happen. Holy cow, you got a new phone cover. Yeah, I got a new phone cover, but... Uh, hey, guess who uh, messaged me? Uh, my boy, uh, Danny Roberts, Hot Chocolate. He's got a fight in Brazil, and he's just texting me. He's like, it's 440 here, and I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, uh, Shout out to him, man. Good luck to him. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It's It's been a while since I really got to be in the thick of it like I normally am with the fights and stuff, so I definitely you didn't see, missed You didn't it. see a way to sneak into the fights, or you just didn't No, try. so things were super hectic because Trump was going to the fights. Um, oh, yeah. Funny enough, a lot of the guys didn't want to go. A lot of the pros didn't want to go to the fight. Um, I think just because of the kind of hassle that it was going to be, and maybe some people might have been a little bit worried, but um, no, I couldn't get in. I was trying to get Kamaro to give me his ticket, cause uh, but he's like I w- I would if I could, but it's a TV ticket, so they're not letting me give it away. So the TV ticket means that it's a seat designated that everybody knows that a pro or some higher level person is gonna be there. So the camera knows to automatically just point the the camera guy knows to automatically point the camera there. So I told him it's like, bro, even better, please give me that seat. I just want them to have Kamaro Usman. But he like, went. He went. Yeah, he ended up going. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of people there. I know Gordon and Nicky and all of them went. Um, Gary was out there. I wish it could have gone, but, dude, I'm not dropping 300 bucks, 400 bucks for nosebleed sections. Yeah. Did you see what happened, though, with uh, the boxing match that was going on, the Canelo fight that was going on the same night? He beats. He, I, I, so, well, no, not even. What happened was the zone, the – channel or whatever the service that was streaming the fight decided to delay the canelo fight so the ufc wouldn't uh, take away from their viewers so they were giving people a chance to finish watching the ufc fight and then go watch the canelo fight after so people are freaking the fuck nobody's gonna do that I mean, a lot of people did not at one in the friggin morning well remember that was the fight it was in vegas so for them, it still would have been midnight. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... And the clock's turned back. Yeah, but still, it got over at 1 in the morning. Yeah, I, look, I don't disagree with you, but people, boxing fans, are super pissed because, like, oh, this is a sad day for boxing. If we have to make way for MMA and the UFC, fuck them. Like, Well, just you got to. It's, it's a more popular sport. Boxing, it's... it's Boxing traditionally follows the heavyweights, and right now the heavyweights are—it's a hot division. You got Dante, uh, Deontay Wilder, uh, 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 Joshua, uh, you see Tyson much, Fury. Do like, you see how much Canelo got paid no. compared to Jorge Masvidal? Can- no. Canelo made thirty million dollars. Jorge made two hundred thousand. He probably he made more than that. Well, I'm sure they paid more extra on the back end, but. Yeah, no, that's what they say he made. Yeah, that's no, I, well, yeah, and 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 good. That's, and that's without paying New York taxes. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. For New York taxes. No, no, and, and it's a, it's a shame that the the uh, MMA hasn't gotten to that point yet. Uh, you know, where where like you know Connor making a million for his fights before. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think Connor screwed up, man. With what? Staying out so long. 
I think he kind of had to. I think he kind of had to because of all the fuck-ups. Because if he would have stayed in the limelight and he kept on fucking up like that, he would have been eaten alive yeah, in the public eye. Yeah, but he might be done, man. I, I hate to say that, but I think he might be done. I don't. Uh, I think he, if he had retired after beating Frank or uh, what's his face? Um, Underground King. Eddie Alvarez? Yeah. If he had retired after that, he would have been immortal just to go down with the double belts and stuff like that and then come back and maybe beat those guys again because it would have been a different game in those two divisions. But then he got exposed by Nate. It's kind of like, oh, man. Well, he, I wouldn't say he got exposed. He beat him the second fight. He, he still got exposed. He lost. He lost the aura. When you make that first yeah, loss, yeah, yeah, you yeah, lose yeah. that you aura. You lose that aura. Well, he had lost before. It wasn't his first loss. His first UFC loss. It was his first UFC loss. But, I mean, man, you were taking out some of the best people with Jose Aldo and stuff. So, it's. But he's not, like, he's not going to beat Khabib. There's no way gonna... he can beat Khabib. Unless he gets inc- spent this last two years. He's getting, a brown belt now. Getting Yeah, but I'm saying getting incredibly strong and only wrestling. And you know what I'm saying? And wrestling so much. He would have to be working with guys like Ricky Lundell and Neil Melanson, like to get his. He'd have to be working with Marcelo on an endless pace to get that much better. I think the worst thing, the, the success was the best thing and the worst thing for Conor McGregor, because I think he started to. He went from having a, a belief in himself to a belief in the hype. He believed his own hype. Yeah. And 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 then he he got he 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 went from nothing as far as what was in the bank to a hundred million in the bank, and that that changes a fighter when you're when you don't have to fight for money anymore, and that's that was what most fighters do they they unless you're a breed like George Masvidal the Diaz brothers. Those guys are there are fighters, true fighters, that they will fight you anywhere, anytime for I, free. I see your point. I don't disagree with it, but on the opposite end of things, you end up getting BJ Penn, which is like you should. It's not about the money where he's going old school, and it's about whatever. And you end up getting tons of brain damage, and now he's doing all stupid shit. I actually was talking to Nick Lentz the other day. I was like, well, weren't you supposed to fight BJ? He's like, yeah, but they, he's done. He's, he's like, he's a fucking piece of shit. So it's like, you know, what, what can you do? Um, you get, I think it's better when it's about the money like that, because at the end of the day, then when you got the money, that's it. You don't need to have it. And when you have that hunger where you have to fight that's when you get sketchy when you don't know your own limit like guys like joe lozon you know it's like what do you got left to prove you're not gonna make a title run you're not gonna make a ton of money nobody still enjoys fighting he still enjoys fighting but what are you risking what are you gonna get is the juice worth the squeeze is it worth the damage i don't know man i I'm 46, and I don't see myself ever stopping competing jujitsu. Yeah, it's different. That's jujitsu. But it's it's not different though. If you have that edge, when's the last time you got knocked the fuck out in jujitsu and you started shaking on the floor 
and you got to go to the hospital and you couldn't remember your name or you couldn't remember what day it is. Joe Lozon won his last fight. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's it's talking about the if jujitsu. Yes, you can go and do jujitsu until you're 60, 70 because of the different divisions. You're not going to compete at the UFC. OK, so he won this last fight. Doesn't mean shit. Like, if you want to fight, fight. So what are you going to do? Fight tomato cans the whole time for the next five years? You'll be the, door, you'll be the gatekeeper. I don't know. Hey, Joe Lozon is not a gatekeeper anymore. He's, that's, that ship sailed forever ago. No. Be, he, but look he at Jake Shields. A, he stopped. And he's doing great in jiu-jitsu. He's killing he? it. Yeah. I haven't seen him compete. Submission Underground. He did a bunch of the Submission Undergrounds. He did. Um, where else was he at? I forget what the last one was. Um. But he's been competing. He's been taking out some big names, too. So it's, you know, what are you going to do? Like, that's why I think it's it's cooler to see guys that are done with MMA but continuing to compete and going well, into jiu-jitsu tournaments. Oh, you see tournaments. who won the Long Beach Open? No, who won? Kenny Florian. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the armbar and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, like him. Like, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go focus back on jiu-jitsu. He's got his school, Meraki. Gilbert was actually just there. Meraki, Where? Meraki BJJ, I think it's called. Never even heard of it. It's Kenny Florian's school. Where is it at? California. Um, Kenny Florian. He's buddies with uh, Rodney. They're good friends. They used to train together. Um, yeah, man. It's just one of those things. It's what are you going to do? What are you going to get out of it? You know? Like... GSP, it's like, well, that's why I can't fucking stand these GSP conversations anymore. What are you going to get out of GSP? Okay, oh, GSP is one of the best. He, he was. He was. And and he, that's... that. But that's, he he's not... That's what he, drives me nuts about Rogan. You um, know, I love Rogan. But he's always talking about the GOAT. Who, who's the GOAT? Well, honestly, the sport isn't old enough to have a GOAT. If I was if I was gonna tell you if I was gonna put my money on a goat, it would be it would have to be John Jones. I mean, you could say the goat as of right now. I mean, for the longest time, the goat was Anderson Silva. Right. GSP, but what I'm, I think, but I, Anderson what I'm saying, Silva is better. It should be higher ranked as a goat than GSP. Well, I'd have to see who's got more defenses. Anderson Silva, pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it, I, when it gets to that point, it's about defenses. And jo, jo, uh, to me, nobody holds a candle to John Jones. I think actually the most defenses were was for Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Mighty Mouse beat Anderson Silva yeah. on the most defenses. And nobody talks about him being a GOAT. Because it's a small division. It's a small division. I, I'll be honest. As much as I appreciate Mighty Mouse and those guys... I don't want to watch that shit. I get bored. Like I don't give a fuck about and, the and, super and small then guys. people stop. People forget Fedor Emelianenko back during the Pride days had a hell of a run, you know, as 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 the heavyweight champion there. I mean, it's like, you know, people you forget see he's fighting again. Uh, he should not. You know who he's fighting? No, I do not. Rampage. Oh, see boy. what I'm saying? That's like okay. What are you fuck? You gonna get out of it? Well, Rampage might. You know, a lot of these guys don't have money. The Rampage has got money. Rampage has got eighteen money. He you, made some good money doing the eighteen. I don't know, dude. Not, not. I think he's ma- got a bunch of kids, though. You don't know how these people live. You know what I'm no, saying? No, you definitely don't know what their spending is like, and if they fuck up, or you fuck because up. Because like, think about it, like you this. know who's fucking broke. 
is Johnny Hendricks. Johnny Hendricks is bro. Well, I was about to say, like, think about this. Evander Holyfield bought a house when he was heavyweight champion of the world that he built the house that had something like 15 rooms in it. You're thinking Mike Tyson. No. It's in Atlanta. And um, they're actually filming um, Coming to America 2 there right now. Yeah. Um, But what I'm saying is, you know, he bought this house... Now you, you or you, you know it was like twenty five million was what this house cost to build in the early two thousands or late nineties something mm. like that. He sold it for five million. Do you know what twenty five million twenty years ago is worth now? What that house would be worth oh, it's now? It's going to be like four hundred. Because what what people don't think about is you buy these gigantic houses, a house that size on that much land, the upkeep on that house. You're talking and that AC alone. Can you imagine? Well, AC, electricity, uh, electricity, water, water, making you know, and you got gardening. It. Yeah, all that shit. There's any. There's a, it could be anywhere from ten to a hundred grand a month just to keep them up. Well, it's the same thing with jets. That's what people don't realize. Like, right, you got to pay for that fuel. You bought the 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 G four, but you still got to pay. Yeah, for besides the, fuel. the payment, you're looking at. You're looking at about twenty five grand per trip, depending on how far you go, in fuel and and salary for pilots, pilots, uh, stewardess, f- fees for host or flight attendants, sorry, right, but fees to to for the um, to put the plane where you're going, you know what I'm saying? Is like yeah, it's it, it's expensive, and people don't think of that. They think, oh, you know, I got two hundred fifty million in the bank. That'll go really quick if you got a boat. If you get a boat, that shit goes quick. If you get a yacht. Man. But Tracy's boss does it right. Yeah. He's got the plane, but what he what he does is is he he doesn't use it or he does use it, but when he's not using it. Rent it out. He 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 rents it out. Yeah, no, that's that's how everybody's doing. He charters it out. Yeah. That's how everybody does it. That's why a lot of like the the boating industry took such a big hit. Um, with the boat clubs, the boat clubs, boat clubs fucked everybody up because at the end of the day, you don't want to fucking watch that boat. We spent the whole day out on the boat, getting drunk, going out and partying. You come back at five o'clock in the afternoon. Now you got to be driving that boat if you're drunk. Anyway, but now you're watching the boat. Do you really want to watch the boat? Everybody wanted to come and party. Not a single person is going to sit there and help you do it. So it's like, okay, well, if I pay 500 bucks a month. I can take the boat out anytime that I want. I give you a call ahead of time. Like, you'll have it filled up. I just got to fill it when I bring it back. Done. Fucking, here's the keys. Walk off the dock. Go straight home. Man, of course it's going to happen like that. It's tons of stuff like that. I don't think it's going to happen like that for cars. But at some point, it'll be like that for cars, for sure. Like, especially for places like New York or whatever. So, whatever, man. Um, Should probably wrap it up. For sure. Hang out. Um, got anything else? Uh, there's a lot of other kind of like cool stuff I got to tell you about. I can't talk about it on the on the podcast, but uh, I had a fucking blast. Thank you again to uh, to Gilbert for bringing uh, me with him, and thank you to uh, to uh, Donaher and Gordon and everybody for being so welcoming and being so nice when I came in and let me take photos. Um, Make sure you guys follow my Instagram at Sonder Marketing for all the behind the scenes stuff. We got a bunch of other cool stuff coming up. 
like I said, I just did a photo shoot last night at ATT. I'm going to have a bunch of content coming up. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel for Jiu-Jitsu Radio because we're going to be live streaming next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend for the World Series of Jiu-Jitsu here in South Florida in Lake Worth here at Combat Club, uh, Combat Club right down the street. If you're going to be competing at it, hit us up. Hit us up. would definitely be cool to have you on there. should be cool. It should be fun. Uh, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff ready to go for that one. And uh, you got anything else to say? I have nothing to say. I'm, I want. I, I do want to uh, – I'm looking forward. I, like part of me is trying to figure out how to dress next weekend because, A, I want to be comfortable, but, B, I might want to roll if, if we get a break or something like that. I don't think we're going to get a break. It's going to be nonstop. It's a two-day tourney, right? I think it might be back down to one. I got to double check. Yeah. So, yeah, At I least mean, Saturday. It's always good to have, bring it. You know, If we get there early, we can roll, whatever, and just uh, do whatever. Um, speaking of which, I got some fucking cool techniques. I got to like show you that, uh, that I picked up the last couple of days. Some cool leg lock stuff. So I think you'll dig it. Um, all right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you guys for all the support. Make sure you follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Follow me at Sonder Marketing. And as always, please support the podcast. Support our sponsors. Shout out to Choke Aloha, Jiu-Jitsu Soap, um, Giraffe Choke, and Diamond MMA. Don't forget to pick up your gear. Use the promo codes. Get the hookup. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with myself. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, living right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time.